And it's an habit. If you buy one, you buy the other one. If you don't buy the first one, the chances that you will do it is it's very, very slim. No matter how expensive a car or a house is that you buy, you realize that after a couple of months, you're ready to buy another one. Hi there. If you are eager to develop your business, personal life, income, and impact, you are ready to be here. We have prepared an incredible journey for you. I am thrilled to present you today's episode and see how the insight shared here can change your life forever. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Building the Entrepreneur podcast. Today, we are discussing a very important topic about wealth building. I'm your host, Sholakwe Fayemi, and I have with me today, Dotson Oloyede, who is the CEO and MD of Rollard Properties and Allied Services, incorporated both in Nigeria and the United Kingdom. It is a delight to have you on the show today, Dotson. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Hi, Sholakwe. Hi, everyone. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, let's, let's get into it. All right. All right. So tell us. How did it all start for you? How did you get into real estate? Yeah, like I always, I've shared this story a couple of times that I actually stumbled into it. So it wasn't like, so I won't sit down here and say, oh, I've always wanted to be this and that. I think I stumbled into it. and um, But when I stumbled into it, then I, I found purpose in it. And this is just something, maybe somebody listening, you, maybe you, you're doing something you don't think you should be doing, but there's always purpose in everything. So I stumbled into it and sort of found purpose doing it because I remember straight out of school, I studied biochemistry in school, by the way. And um, yeah, but I think halfway to the course, I realized that, nah, this is not my thing. <laughs> and I'm not going to, I'm not going to really be a biochemist. Um, and I realized that um, I, I just wasn't into it, into it really. So Immediately when I got out of school, the first job I got was, was in real estate. And um, I was the first employee of the the CEO of the company. So I got into real estate as a, as a first job for me. But it wasn't just the first job. It was also getting into building startup or how to start a business. Because I got into it and I was also part of the foundation of starting that real estate firm. So it was, it was like two in one for me. So I learned real estate there. I also learned how to build a business. So it was like two in one. I remember working as, as an admin, customer service. Then later I worked in sales. Later I was the accountant. Then at some point I was a project manager. So I crisscrossed every facet of the, of the business then. I remember a time in, in, uh, on, on, on the side, one of these days that we had some some boys came and they brought a gun and they pointed it on my tummy that they were going to shoot me. <laughs> I was like, don't shoot me. <laughs> but it was, all those experiences came together and it was quite handy. So when I ventured and started mine, it was very, well, I won't say easy, but I had a knowledge of every angle of the business. And finding purpose in it, for me, I was fascinated. You know, how things start from the air ground and you build it up. I was also fascinated with um, creating wealth for people through real estate. And the concept of real estate ownership for me was also one that is fascinating. It started from home when 
I remember, I think in 2003 or 2002, when my dad just got at us in the living room, I said, yeah, they just beat a house. And, um, and they, you know, those days, parents will hide those things from where well, I grew up with those kind of parents that will hide it from you, then let us show you later. And said, oh, we just beat a house and that my mom was going to take us there. Yeah, my mom took us there. It was like a journey, you know, all the way to Songo. But it wasn't about distance for me. It was very fascinating because then you go to church and you hear testimonies of people and say they've moved to their house. They've moved to their house. They've moved to their house. So as a young child, it was something that I was also looking for, just like my dad just bought a car. So we went there and it was quite fascinating. And we were, it was during the break and I couldn't wait for us to get back to the school. So I can tell all my friends that my dad has built a house. So that was my first encounter with real estate. And that was, I was still in secondary school then. So coming out of school and now finding myself in real estate, uh, that's, that's why I was talking about finding the purpose in it. And then there was a time I, I saw a scripture in Isaiah. I talked about that my people shall live in gated communities with uh, quiet gardens. I was like, ah, this is the scripture of an estate that the Bible is talking about. It was actually a prayer point in judge. I was like, no. This is what real estate and estate development is all about. So it was for me, it was just like, oh, there's this um, foundational, there's this um, career path, and there's a spiritual path. And for me, that was just all it. And and from there, moved from being on paid employment. I rose to the Pinnacle, that company, you know, managed Lagos, Abuja, Ibado branch. I was like the general manager. But at some point, um, he... You know, when I was on plain employment, I used to think that when I leave plain employment, I'm just going to go into music. I didn't see myself starting a real estate. I didn't even see myself like someone who could hold a business. But then, I think God prepared me because all through my time on the paid employment, my boss was early around. He's always out of the country. And I have to hold things down. And I think that prepared me for a whole lot. And even when I didn't want to start, my God pushed me out. You know, God just orchestrated that, made everything so unpalatable, and and I just had to leave, and and that was it. And we grew from there, from one estate to twenty-nine estates, and now we are doing um, arguably the largest and biggest real estate, residential real estate, um, in southwest Nigeria, a one thousand unit housing project, and um, now we're registered in United Kingdom, and couple of projects coming up also. And and that's what we are. And that's the journey. And it's still a progressive one. Still so much to be told in the coming years. Mm, amazing. This is so, so powerful. Because, I mean, it just corroborates the fact that every experience you go through is actually preparing us for our real assignment. When you were doing all that role as an employee, you didn't even know that one day you're going to employ other people as well. You probably gave your all to it, and then when you had served, you became a leader yourself. So I say this a lot to I say this to a lot of young people that wherever you find yourself, serve, serve with all your heart. Don't oh, that for serve seven years. Wow, seven years. It's it's just amazing how that journey, that process has prepared you. For your own journey and congratulations on being one of the largest real estate companies in southwest nigeria 
So you. you said something about wealth creation through real estate. How? What is the uh, correlation? What is the impact of real estate to wealth? So let me also take it back to um, growing up and um, the cultural belief from my own side of the town. I'm a Yoruba man, and mm -hmm. I don't know anyone listening and watching. He might be from any part of the world, but let me talk about what it is in my own area. And, um, you know, growing up and when you start earning money, you start, you, your parents start creating this knowledge around you that until you own a piece of real estate, you have not really, really arrived. And growing up then, you hear people come to church and give testimony that, oh, glory be to God, we just beat our house, we are moving to our house. It's like a big deal. And you begin to look at your own parents that, how far? Are you guys not going to deal with <laughs> Are we not going to move to our own house? Then you 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 can also remember the story of a landlord and tenant. Our landlord looks like the God and all. So growing up, there are a lot of things that we position that make it look like real estate seems to be like the ultimate. Like until you hit that level, you have not started. Then there's this proverb, there's this Hebrew proverb that he says he is not he's not yet a full man. He who doesn't mm. own a land. Mm. Meaning that you have not yet arrived. So we can put that as a woman or a man. That until you start holding a piece of real estate, you're not yet arrived. But going into the profession, I didn't realize that um, what we learned growing up is just about ownership. It's about um, um, securing your base, securing your future and all those things. You know, it wasn't really pitched from the angle of investment. It wasn't really pitched from the angle of, you know, real estate is also a stock that you buy and it grows in value and you can transfer it. But going down into the profession, I realized that there's something about making money, keeping money, and transforming mm -hmm. money. Making money, you got a job. You start a venture to make money. But I realized that in the three level, the easiest part is making money. The more you go, the other it becomes. That okay, after making this one, how do I keep the money? And how do I transform the money? Real estate is a tool that gives you the three. Real estate helps you to keep money and helps you to transform money. And if you look at investment, you know, having an investment portfolio, you see that the first thing you talk about, you talk about money market, then you talk about real estate. Because you can't keep all your money in one venture. You have to diversify your portfolio. So real estate helps you to keep your money. And in the process of keeping your money, it grows with value. Real estate defies inflation. You keep your money in the bank, inflation will catch up with it. But you keep it in the property. It helps you. It's like a hedge against inflation. So real estate helps you to keep your money. And at the same time, helps you to transform it. Real estate is, is a piece of something that can go from one generation to, to the fourth generation and when done wisely it can also be a venture for making money so you, you can have portfolio of property for the purpose of making money rental income capital appreciation flipping so all the land banking so this is how real estate coming when it comes to when you talk about world creation world creation world preservation and world transformation all right. Thank you very much for that. That is so profound. I mean, there is the level of making money, keeping money and transforming money, 
which is what we are talking about today, how to maximize your wealth through real estate. It is very crucial to maximize wealth. It's easy for someone to make seven, eight figures in their business or in their career. And if there's no plan to maximize the money, it keeps coming in and then expenses keeps taking them out. So real estate, like Dr. I just explained, is a very, uh, is one of the most important ways where we can keep and transform our finance, which leads us to the next question. In your experience, Dotton, what are the important, I mean, what are the uh, common mistakes people make when investing in real estate and how can we mitigate against those mistakes? One major mistake is not knowing the difference between return on ego and return on investment. Uh, so it's it's a common mistake when when people are investing in real estate, you know. Um everybody likes what is already completed and looking nice and everything. Everybody likes that. But you should ask yourself, does it not make financial sense waiting to buy a property when it's completed or jumping into it when the price is below market value? So this this is some of the thing that this one one major mistake people make. Um, when I talk about, let me, let me, let me explain what I mean by return on ego or return on investment. So if I want a property beside Buckingham Palace, or I want the best property in Canterbury, or you know what? I want a penthouse in Canary Wharf. I want it. It's not about the numbers. I want it. Numbers doesn't matter. It's return on ego for me. It's what I want. The heart wants what it wants. I want a house in Koi. Or, you know, there's a house beside um, the president's house. I want to buy it. So that's purely return on ego. And it's, there's nothing wrong with it. You just want that property. And you're going for it. But you should also know, then you can't use the same um, principle when buying for investment. When buying for investment, you don't have to look at what's the price now. What's the room for capital appreciation? Or is there even room for capital appreciation? Oh, is there room for for commercial use, rental income, and the like? To begin to look at all those things. And that leads me to the next point, which is another mistake people make. It is not understanding locations. You know, when it comes to real estate, about location, location, location. Yes, real estate appreciates, does not depreciate. It, all this principle will not work if you don't understand the concept of location categorization. If you don't understand how to um, leverage location for capital gain. So when it comes to location categorization in real estate, they, they, are, they are in three categories. You have a mature ecosystem, you have a growing ecosystem, and you have a prospective ecosystem. A mature ecosystem is, you know, the Canary Wharf, you know, London, EcoEVI, you know, about everything that can happen has happened. You know, it would take a lot of genius to bring in a lot of, uh, to bring in um, infrastructural development that will impact the value of property so much in those areas. Because everything you can think of is in place. The roads are good. The transportation is fine. So... It's a mature ecosystem. You buy a property in that kind of place, you should be thinking of commercial use. You should be thinking of rental income. 
if you buy and say, oh, I want to buy, keep it, and I will sell it in two years' time for profit, it's not going to happen because the margin for capital appreciation in those places are very low, if not mm-hmm. close to zero, very, very low. But if you put your property into use for commercial purposes, rental income, you know, going to Airbnb, if it was in Nigeria, run an hotel event center, you will make a whole lot of money. You know, run an office space, you'll make a lot of money because rental income is very high. But if you're looking for what will give me capital gain, a property I can buy now in two years' time will give me like 100%. Then you should look at the growing ecosystem. The growing ecosystem are places like, if I want to use Nigeria, I will say, oh, going to after jar, you know, places that everything is not perfect yet. Maybe your house is still in, on, 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 um, on third road. You know, you're showing the property on an untarred road. Yeah, I said the road is not good. I'm not buying. And you are buying for, and you are looking to buy for investment, really. So because yeah, those yeah. are the things that will impact your property very fast. You know, I bought a property in um, somewhere around close to Chevron, no, and I bought it in 2020, and it was around it was around 65 million era then. And right now, if you want to throw it and give it away, like fast pass. 150 million era and that's like 2020 to now that's like two years plus mm. and the property has appreciated like 150 percent because when i bought the property the road leading to the place was bad there are a lot of bikes running up and down the place was untidy but in the space of 18 months the road has been done the place is sanitized the road communities are gated so property the capital gain has gone up so if you're looking for capital gain you want something i can buy keep for now and sell it off and flip it they call it property flipping then you have to go to places where it's a growing ecosystem things are still happening and you know infrastructure is still just coming up and getting better you know they tell you that oh this place is going to have a railway that's a growing ecosystem go and position yourself there and the last one is what we call a prospective ecosystem it's a place that is still in the master plan that oh Government will do this social number of years. Lands, no property are very cheap in those places. You buy, you keep it and leave it. It take a while, but it's gonna happen. But you should learn how to spread your street, your your seed across all the um ecosystem so that you know the one you're buying for commercial purpose, when you're buying for capital appreciation, and the one you are buying just to keep for the future and watch all your investment um grow. And another thing I want to say before I stop on this question is that. One of the other mistakes people make is that they get into real estate thinking that it's a short-term thing. Real estate is not for short-term gain. If your plan is to do short-term investment, then maybe you should go to capital market, um, go buy stock or something. But real estate is only short-term investment. It's Number one, you should go into real estate with how do I preserve my money? And while I'm preserving my money, I'm also making return on my investment. Because you can't keep all your money in all those volatile businesses. You can't keep your money in all those. Uh, you know, I used to tell people, when you're doing business, all that thing you should be doing is should be building war chests on the side. Build war chest. War chest is what you want. When push comes to shove, this is all I can put together. And one of the ways to build war chests is buy properties. You don't put all your money in stock. You don't put all your money in capital market. Buy a property. You know that this one cannot collapse. If, if the stock market crashes, this property is not going to crash. I can always bank on it. So understand that real estate is not a short-term game. You don't, you don't come with that mindset of a short-term, oh, I want to put my money in January and by June, 
that real estate is not for you. Go look for something else. And there are no viable investment that runs like that anyway. So let's just put it that way. Yes, yes, true. So, I mean, uh, like you said, real estate is a long term. And as entrepreneurs, we, we must always think in terms of long term. That's how yeah. to get the best out of whatever we're doing, to think in terms of long term, to plan in terms of long term, and to focus on our outcomes that we desire in the next few, I mean, 5, 10, 20, 50 years. And like Dr. said earlier, real estate is something that can last up to four generations. So you're not just building the wealth for yourself, you're even building for your children and the children after them, which is really a great great one it's preserving the family wealth so Dotto, for someone looking into real estate investment they are first timers and they want to maximize their uh, profits through real estate what advice do you have for such people well i, I probably just repeat everything i've said before it's not a short term thing you must think long term and um it, the, the best time to start was actually yesterday. So the next best time is now. So you, and it's actually the decision. Those are the first thing that you've decided, oh, I want to start doing real estate investing. I tell people that imagine what you want to do now. Imagine you started five years ago. That's the mindset. So don't just start now because it's, 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 before you know it, you just look back and realize, oh, wow, I've done all this. You know, I, I know people who, who started investing in real estate even way from, you know, NYC days. And it's an habit. If you buy one, you buy the other one. If you don't buy the first one, the chances that you would do it, it's, it's very, very slim. No matter how expensive a car or a house is that you buy, you realize that after a couple of months, you're ready to buy another one. The pain and uh, whatever. You know what you're doing? You're like, once I do it, I'm not going to do another one. But you realize that after after some months, you're ready. You've gotten over that and you're ready to do it again. So you have to start now. Another advice is you have to start with what you have. Forget about, um, uh, I need to put this number of money together. No, you know, I you know this is this is like a broadcast that's going to go fast. I don't want to speak um, a local language. I would have said, I like Nikoshi. You can interpret. You know, it doesn't sound good in any language. Sounds better in any language. It's, it's someone who, is not serious, who is not ready, mm-hmm. that talks about, oh, I don't have enough. There's a, mm. there's there's something you can do with what you have. So start with what you have. Like I tell people in Nigeria, if what you can afford is the land in your village, go and buy it. You have started. You have started. Nobody is going to you know, ask you where did you do, how did you It's It's not going to matter after some years. It's about, it's about where you are at that point that it's going to count. So, but if you don't start, you really can't move forward. So the start is so it's it's so so very important. So if you're looking, my counsel to you is um you need to start where you are, use what you have, then know that it's a long term thing, it's not a short term thing. So do not let anybody um and cajole you into um giving you this false impression that you need to go look for a large amount of money. No. If, and if you understand what I said about location categorization. You will know that wherever, okay, what I can afford now is a prospective ecosystem where the lands are still cheap and it still take a while before they appreciate. If that's what you can afford, put your money there. Another thing you should have, um, pay attention to is, um, I don't know the right word to use for it, but some people actually, because they don't understand how it works, and there are lots of people out there who are tricking people, 
you buy a property now at the future price, but you buy it now. So you're selling a property to you at a future price. So every room for computer appreciation is gone. You already, they already collected both the price of now from you and the future price from you. So you must be, and that's why you need to really, really pay attention to location, you know, and like any venture that you want to go into, take time to research, read, read, read. The cheapest form of, the, of education is reading. And you don't even have to buy the book. Google, go on YouTube. You'll find a lot of content like this one we're putting together. You'll find it that will guide you when it comes to real estate investing. Um, understand all these things. You know, take time. You, you have no right outsourcing knowledge that is critical to your growth. You can't outsource it. You have to take the pain to learn it. You know, anything you don't want to learn, don't invest in it. Do not invest in it. Take time to understand the sector. Understand regulation. The part of regulation is very important. Don't buy lands that are under government acquisition. Don't buy property that doesn't have clear title or doesn't have a clear pathway to title perfection. So you must understand all these things. One of the, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about, um, oh, this, 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 um, the title is this, that is that, and I bought it. I'm like, you're making it easy for people to even have, have a pass and run at you. These things are not even that difficult. Take time to read and understand what does government say about this thing. How does it go? You know, these are these are long-term investment that you're making. These are um, a lot of money you're putting to this thing. So you want to take time and gather the necessary knowledge. Absolutely, it has been an insightful session with you today, Dotun. Thank you so much. So, I mean, as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as uh, professionals. Making money is the least form of wealth creation. Make your money, learn how to preserve your money and grow your money. And real estate is a very good opportunity to do that. So yeah. if you haven't been thinking about it before now, it is something you should give serious thoughts to because that's how to preserve your money and to ensure your money goes from generation to generation. And it is not a short-term investment. It's a long-term investment. So we must always think in terms of long term. I hope today's edition has been insightful and that you've learned something newly. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Until next time, stay winning. Thank you for joining us today. Please let me know how best this podcast and our community can serve you by dropping your comments on my social media. And if you found valuable insights, for your business and personal life, please share with your friends and communities. We have more to come. So I'll see you in the next episode.